0: Hey Travelers, just stopping by to let you know that this episode that you are about to listen to is one of our older ones, and we were going through some growing pains at this time. But if you would like to start from where we consider our newest era of quality, I would go ahead and jump to episode 54, The American Bigfoot. Either way, enjoy Travelers. Welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole. My name is Jeremy. I'm your host. And today I am writing solo, except for my special guest. I do not have any of the co hosts with me, but that's okay because I have Mr. Denver Michaels back and I have them all to myself. Denver, welcome back to Infinite Rabbit Hole. How you been?
1: I've been good, man. It's good to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Uh,
0: You know, the last episode was an absolute blast when we talked about your strange tales from Virginia's mountains. And I just have to say, that since then I have done some research into the whole kangaroo and dog man connection. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking to my, my co host Jake about it. And every once in a while it comes up, you know, and we talk about it and we send each other these kangaroo videos. I think we're the only people in the world that send each other <laughs> pictures or videos of kangaroos <laughs> breaking into people's houses or fighting dogs. And, and it's just like, it, you know, it, we send it and we we just put dog man question mark <laughs> and so you got us going over here at denver it just it just makes too much sense
1: it well it does and then you know like uh like i think it was yesterday or the day before i posted uh you know there was one loose in pennsylvania and i posted an update today that one was you know that uh police had captured that one but they they're like puzzled they don't know where it came from whose it Uh is where it escaped from and it's just one of those crazy things i mean uh, i kind of keep an eye out for these stories and, and no kidding probably at least you know anybody that follows my facebook or twitter or see me post at least probably every other week or every three weeks i'll post one of these stories of a just like one of these mystery kangaroos that that are bouncing around somewhere so it's it's really uh one of those things i'm kind of fascinated with yeah we got
0: into like the footprints of dog man it's it's (laughs) it's it's strange because there's not a lot of footprints out there of dog man and even the ones that, that are out there you could be like okay that's a wolf or a dog you know and it's not or fake or fake exactly uh, <laughs> my buddy and i my co-host jake we dove into the footprints of kangaroos and we're like wow you know if if you're seeing this footprint there's no way that you can uh, mistake this for a dog man It's just no way because they have these long thin footprints and yeah but the devil monkey the devil monkey has a very similar build to a kangaroo Uh, Mm -hmm. it was was laura coleman i know you have a book out
1: i've kind of talked about it in a couple like in my west virginia book i talked a little bit about how the phantom kangaroos and the devil monkeys it's kind of a phenomenon that's sort of intertwined really you know like a lot of your they call them phantom kangaroos some of these kangaroos that people see hopping around but you know sometimes the lines really get blurred between that and the devil monkeys. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. I think it's a little easier to separate it, but other times, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get in a fight with somebody if they're like, no, that's a devil monkey or no, it's a kangaroo or whatever. I mean, it's just, uh, just kind of one of those weird things. I, I did. I bought the, this
0: book, uh, just for any of the fans out there, uh, that are listening to this right now, I did buy one of his books. Uh, by the name of Wild and Wonderful and Paranormal West Virginia, an amazing book, loved it, it was great. <laughs> you know, I read that one in between Tales from Virginia's Mountain and the book that we're going to talk about today, which is Haunted Shenandoah Valley, which is your newest book, because when I when read just your first book, uh that i had right strange strange tales from virginia's mountains i didn't have a, a a lot to go by i had one book the one book was amazing right and then i had the second book and that was amazing and i'm like oh man i can't wait for this new book to come in well the new book was amazing too
1: i appreciate it
0: i literally went and dumped every single book that i can find of yours into my cart and amazon and <laughs> i have a lot of books that i have to read for episodes coming up but in between those episodes because uh, I, I average about reading a book, maybe two, three, four days tops takes me to read a book. Yeah. And then I like to throw some some fun stuff in there, some stuff that I'm really interested in, in reading. And um, uh, I'll tell you, once I get my hands on it, the water monster south of the border and then detours into the paranormal, the, the one from the Smoky Mountains, those two I'm going to have a, a, a grand old time uh, <laughs> just diving right into. Uh, before we get into everything i i just want to kind of take a step back here and talk about pennsylvania for a second um because not only did you have an article about the kangaroos or the kangaroo in pennsylvania that was recently as of yesterday and today mm-hmm. but you also had the uh the little baby alligator yeah so there's some strange things going on out there in uh pennsylvania huh
1: yeah yeah and in north of there too um i think it was a week ago it was right around the same time frame that the uh, police uh found the alligator in pennsylvania there was um some video of uh of an alligator um like swimming in a river in Mm -hmm. massachusetts and it was about uh like three or four feet long and um i've not found any follow-up on that if you know if it's been caught or anything like that but um you're just seeing more and more and more of these stories popping up all over the nation and also um down in a uh, I, I think it was in a farm pond uh down in Tennessee in the in the mountainous uh mm-hmm. parts of Tennessee, uh, an alligator recently was found down there. You're just seeing. You know, I've always kind of kept an eye on these stories, but you're just seeing like more and more and more and more of them. And, I, you know, I don't know what's up with that, but um, it's kind of something I keep an eye on, you know. But uh, yeah, up in PA, it's been kind of whack here a <laughs> yes. uh, couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> and it's it's funny because I have an episode coming up where I have I'm going to be reporting on. Uh, the regional Bigfoot around me, so the Appalachian Bigfoot, yeah, and I'm diving into this book right now by Stan Gordon. It's called Silent Invasion: the Pennsylvania UFO Bigfoot Casebook. Yeah. and uh, i mean the the stuff is from seventy two and seventy three but <sighs> man, Pennsylvania is a weird place, and yeah, I, I, I've really I've, I've dived into Pennsylvania a couple times, and it's not just curve notes.
1: It really is. It's one of those weird places. Um, you know, I kind of, for my money, I think probably west virginia is probably the weirdest place um east of the mississippi well maybe maybe you could throw florida in there just because florida is just kind of crazy in general you know but uh, uh pennsylvania is right up there they got a lot of weird things that go on and uh you know stan gordon's uh stuff i mean it's kind of controversial because a lot of people get mad for you mm-hmm. to tie uh, bigfoot and ufo sightings together um but uh I mean he's done some pretty good work as as far as that stuff goes and uh you know i i kind of you know might not agree with everything but you know i, I really like uh, where he's coming from with a lot of his stuff and um you know especially like up around the uh what is that the, the chestnut ridge you know up in the appalachian plateau over mm-hmm. there in, in PA. there's just really a lot of stuff and uh just weird things that go on and um and and there's also like um you know like a lot of those uh indian burial mounds up in pa and th- it's just it's kind of got everything you know as far as uh you know i'm concerned uh it's just a, a lot of cool stuff up there
0: a lot of cool stuff um yeah. yeah i'm not too big into the the connection between bigfoot and ufos either i'm not you know i i read about it because i want to be educated and, you know, people's points of view yeah. on the subject, uh, you know, anything that has to especially Bigfoot, um, but cryptids in general, I'm, I'm very interested in all yeah. the different points of views. Uh, you know, I have my my points of view, which is, you know, personally, I believe that it's a physical creature um, and it's just something else out there living its life. But I like to see where other people are coming from. You know, who knows? I may read something someday where it sends me down another path in the (laughs) infinite rabbit hole. And uh, I may end up changing my mind. And, you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, approach to take. And uh, I'm kind of the same way. I mean... I mean, for years and and even when I, when I first started uh, writing books on this, I mean, I was probably, I mean, at first I was like a hundred percent that, you know, Bigfoot is an undiscovered animal period, you know, and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like the more and more you get into it and the more that um, more things you hear and stuff you know, then the, you know, the, the pendulum shifts a little bit. And then, um, you know, the, the, further and further I get into it, the more I'm thinking, um, maybe it is something, I'm not going to say something UFO maybe you know, that it's, uh, like aliens have sent Bigfoot down here, like as a scout or yeah. something <laughs> like that. But, but, you know, uh, maybe something more akin to something metaphysical. I'm, I'm just more, more into that because you know just the more you get into it the more weird things you hear from people i mean i've had people uh tell me about these um uh bigfoot encounters they've had where it's you know they're they're looking like at a physical being but then it it kind of disappears almost like in the predator movies and it's like kind of pixelated you know just like it's you know you just the more stuff like that you hear from credible people And then, you know, you look at as many people that are out there looking for these things. I mean, there's still nothing concrete out there as far as proof goes. And and no matter what anybody tells you, I mean, there's no smoke and gun. Yeah, there's some good casts of some footprints and stuff. But that's really it. Yep, and and you know, for all the stick structures you see on Facebook, and 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 the depressions that people swear are tracks that could really be anything, you know, there's no Bigfoot poop, right? Well, you know, you got you got this, you got this, you know, eight hundred pound creature, you know, and and people <laughs> talk about families of them, and but nobody, there's like no poop anywhere, you know, so. <laughs> you know and i'm not really saying that to be funny i'm just no you're right you're right (laughs) you know it just should it it should be there i mean like when i'm out in the woods i can you know i may not see a bear but if there's a bear around you know i'll find tracks (laughs) definitive tracks and i will definitely find poop yeah same thing for deer yeah Uh, same thing for rabbits moose you know uh And, and so that's kind of one of the things, and, you know, and, you know, you hate to say that poop is one of the things that have kind of shifted your balance a little bit, but you know, the, the more I'm into it and that that's kind of one of my big hangups is why does, you know, nobody ever find any Bigfoot poop. Right. I mean, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying nobody ever does, but you know, like, like if you're on your Facebook groups, you know, you get your oh look at this stick structure that could really be something yeah boy scouts left you know (laughs) but you never see the 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 poop with like definitive tracks and things and i know i'm getting kind of sidetracked no what we were we were (laughs) talking about but (laughs) denver this is the
0: infinite rabbit hole this is what we do (laughs) down into the bigfoot poop (laughs) well hold on let's 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 talk about this for a second because I, I mean, I've read some books. You know, Lauren Coleman has some stuff. Um, and then I have a buddy up in Maryland, uh, David Thundercloud, who, who's also a, a Bigfoot researcher. Um, and they've both talked about, the, you know, Bigfoot shit. You know, you're allowed to curse on us, by the way.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, I understand public image. If you don't want to, perfectly fine. But you can't. Um, Bigfoot poop, crap shit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there has been uh, there has been some you know where there, it's been scooped up and sent off with DNA. Same thing with the hair, where it comes back non-conclusive, or it comes back as human, and the thing you know is just obviously way too big, too many berries in it. Um, uh, well, uh, it it is interesting though. It is definitely interesting because you you have two different sides of the spectrum, and you know when you talk about monkeys and the great apes, a lot of them will throw shit and uh you know there'll be shit splattered all over the place i don't know whether i'm not necessarily knowledgeable in the habits of great apes or anything but i what i've heard before and what i would assume would be the reason is because if it's like a territorial marker you Mm. know this is my shit smell it and get away yeah um and then you have us who we we go to the extremes to hide it you know we literally created something that we have multiple of in our, our living spaces where we put it and we flush it away and it disappears and you never see it again. So I, I don't know, you know, it, it depends on, on where, uh, this creature is on that spectrum. Is it one of those creatures where it's going to throw its shit everywhere or is it going to be like us or like a feline where it hides it? Um, you know, maybe they have a sp- particular spot, where they they like to take shits every day you know like that like that's that's that (laughs) one stall at work that you'll use and you won't use any of the other ones
1: (laughs) yeah it could be it could be be. it's it's just one of those things that's always stuck with me you know it's like you know the the people that are so set on it being a flesh and blood animal you know for they've just seem to have like all the excuses right why we can't what you can't find definitive you know you, there, really there should be more bigfoot poop out there because even humans that poop in the woods you can't like like along hiking trails and stuff like a, you know like you can go off a Appalachian trail you know mm. you know 30 yards off of it I guarantee you I can find some human poop and we're we're pretty good about not wanting like, like you said, flushing it and things like that, but I can, I guarantee you, I can find some <laughs> along the Appalachian trail. I mean, I've, I've almost stepped in I've almost stepped in it a few times. <laughs> I've, I've heard you can find it walking down the street in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably, yeah, I've heard that too. So, I mean, I just think that there really should be more of it. You know, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make and I'm not, I, i'm just saying the reason that i allow for a lot more that bigfoot could be something metaphysical is because mm-hmm. you got you know you just still after all these years the best video is still the patterson gimlin film that's 50 years ago you got better technology you got more people out there and essentially you still just don't have the evidence that that you would um that you would expect you would have if there's you know uh, you know because you know people are supposedly seeing these things everywhere like in Mm -hmm. the connecticut suburbs i've heard of of accounts in fairfax county virginia for crying Mm -hmm. out loud you know and right here in
0: chesapeake
1: yeah right and and you would just think that somebody would just if nothing else just dumb luck almost um you know find something conclusive i guess is is all i'm trying to say so that's that's kind of why i allow for you know maybe something intradimensional metaphysical i I don't know about the ufo connection all that stuff but you know i just kind of allow for a little of the um kooky stuff i guess i couldn't agree more i do pick my side
0: but i i leave room to uh to to hear everyone out and you know don't count anything out because this is the this is the world of the strange and the unknown so you got to kind of leave all those doors open.
1: That's that's how I've always been and like like whatever it is I mean I'm not you know like I I've seen people on Facebook man I mean they'll no man (laughs) they'll they'll almost like get in a fist fight over Uh, if a lake monster is a freaking you know, giant salamander type yep. species, or if it's um, you know, like a plesiosaur and it's like it's like dudes, we can't first say for sure that these things even exist although i believe they do right i mean let's let's figure that out before we before we get in fistfights over uh you know what actual what the actual species is I, i think that that's just kind of kind of stupid
0: myself you know couldn't agree with you more i stay away from those chats on facebook i can't do
1: it oh it's just terrible i can't do it those those comments on
0: all those paranormal and cryptid pages no i can't do it
1: i i used to i used to do it but yeah (laughs) oh man
0: can't do it anymore i'm i'm there with you uh if anybody wants to kind of dive into that world of Bigfoot and the paranormal or uh, as Denver was pointing out more of like the metaphysical um, at Denver, I apologize for bringing another book up, but you know, I, I like oh. to, to share the information with my, my listeners here. Uh, there is a two set book uh, called where the footprints end high strangeness and Bigfoot phenomenon. It's by Joshua Cutchen and Timothy Renner. Um, these books dive real deep into the whole theory Uh, and evidence of whether or not Bigfoot could be a metaphysical being Um, very very good reads again I don't believe in any of it but I like to look at all all angles and uh, they make a very very uh, good case for it but other than that um, Denver let's
1: talk about why you're here <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to. Like I said, man, I I didn't mean to sidetrack you, but oh. uh, I just once uh, w- once I start uh, it start getting going on something, man, I <laughs> I can't stop.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you doing it. I really do, and that that is no joke. I honestly appreciate you coming in and you know taking a little trip down different different paths in the infinite rabbit hole <laughs> with me, and uh you know talking a little bit because you know what Denver. Uh, after reading your books, you are a man that I would love to sit down, have a beer with and pick your mind. You're a great dude, man. I I, I love your work. And I I just hope that I, I, you know, before we get going, I I just want to say, I I hope that you keep going. Uh, You put out some really, really good stuff. And um, I'm very excited to see what you have coming out in the future.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Hey, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm just happy. You know, I kind of feel blessed that, uh, you make yourself so open to me uh, to come on to my show and talk to me a little bit about your books and some some really cool stuff and I just want to say thank you let's start off with the name of the book the book is Haunted Shenandoah Valley uh, it comes out the 23rd right August 23rd
1: yeah uh, this this Monday the 23rd it, it'll it'll be out yeah and uh should be uh, should be both paperback and ebook versions out. Um I'm I'm imagining the ebook will be out right around the same time. Okay. Um, I wanna
0: say that this episode is gonna air a little bit after that. Uh so by the time this episode okay. is out, everyone should uh be able to go and order it right away. Uh it's cool. highly recommended, especially for anybody that I know. That I talk about with the about this kind of stuff with the people that are local to me, you guys better go out and buy this book. This this is some really good stuff about areas that you live very very close to. <laughs> all those people, you know who you are that I talk to all the time that go up to Shenandoah and go hiking and up to Monongahela go go buy this dang book and and read it. It is some really good stuff. You get into the the really good history of of the area and the hauntings that go along with it. won't be upset about it i can guarantee you anyways denver now that i'm done talking to my fan base and my friends (laughs) and my mom hi mom
1: (laughs) hello miss miss jeremy's mom (laughs) she's gonna like that too um (laughs) well
0: let's uh let's start off with the book starts and that's with john brown okay uh for those listeners that are not familiar with who john brown was Mm -hmm. uh he was an abolition abolitionist right is that what the word
1: yeah easy he was, for you to say abolitionist
0: <laughs> there it is abolitionist <laughs> with the union army uh he was eventually killed for his acts against harper's ferry virginia which is now west virginia yeah I, I knew that virginia and west virginia were one state at one point but i i didn't know where to draw the line your book helped me out with that thank yeah, you <laughs> uh,
1: 1863 was when they uh separated see he's a book of knowledge everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so
0: during an attack that he led uh on confederate forces there in harper's ferry
1: well let me let me uh let let me let me correct you real quick this was actually prior to the civil war It was in 1859 so um this was this preceded the civil war this this was kind of one of the um if you want to say kind of one of those real sparks you know uh Mm -hmm. uh, leading up to the leading up to the conflict um yeah john brown he attacked the uh the federal arsenal and at the time it was harper's ferry virginia and uh he would he was tried and hanged for uh for treason but um you know it was uh he was a radical abolitionist in his day um you know greatly feared in the south and um obviously you know achieved um you know legendary status and uh and you know he's got a there's a lot of um Honings, you know attributed to john brown you know throughout the you know the whole area around there not only around there also up in his was
0: it farmhouse up in virginia or i'm sorry new york
1: yeah uh, that, see that's the thing about uh, about john brown here um and and i titled this chapter in the book uh, john brown gets around because um there's just a lot of um hauntings attributed to him um so he was hanged in in um you know in uh, charlestown at mm-hmm. today uh, west virginia and there you know there's some uh, supposed hauntings you know in, in the charlestown area uh, in harper's ferry which is um whatever um you know seven ten miles uh from harper's ferry and uh you know jefferson county um there's a lot of hauntings uh attributed uh to john brown there um you you have these weird stories like one of my favorites is um you know a family uh was in the area and i don't know if they still do it now but at least like uh like when i was a kid uh you know we used to sometimes go to harper's ferry like on a field trip or whatever and you know there's like the old town part there in the national park where there'd be like the blacksmiths working and you know you'd see people kind of dressed in um you know um 1800s clothing and that sort of thing and there there was this family that supposedly uh there's a guy that I guess they thought was dressed up like John Brown, and you know you pose for a picture with him and all that. And it's it's one of those you know one of those stories you mm-hmm. can't verify. But anyway, they uh, they look at their pictures where they got home and ta da! You know there's like a blank spot where the uh, supposed John Brown was standing. You know there's a lot of those kind of kind of stories and um and even, um, across the river in, over in, uh, Sharpsburg, Maryland, there's an old farmhouse over there where, um, where he planned his raid and, uh, that's, um, the Kennedy farmhouse, uh, they mm-hmm. call it the John Brown raid headquarters that's known for hauntings. And even like you said, he's got a, uh, he had a farm, um, up in New York and, um, That is um, supposedly known for haunting. So, I mean, do you attribute them all to John Brown? I mean, what does it all mean? I don't know, but it's, uh, there's definitely a lot of um, hauntings and and weird things associated with him. I mean, you kind
0: of dipped into my next question there, but I'm gonna go ahead and ask it and see if we can kind of build on this a little bit. Uh, I need to know your thoughts on the idea that his spirit and ghost or ghosts can be in multiple places which is very cool and strange
1: well that's that's one of those things that i kind of wrestle with and you know i guess to really answer that you would have to i guess you would have to kind of take a position on what ghosts actually are i mean are they the spirits of the departed you know or is it just energy that's left behind from traumatic events uh, that sort of thing i mean that the answer to that and and I kind of go into this a little bit in the book I mean the answer to all that is uh I would say that's far above my pay grade and <laughs> and really, I don't think anybody really knows um you know to be honest with you, but um you know i i i I can't really answer that if, if someone's spirit can be in in different places or if it's or, or if it's simply just energy that's uh, you know left over from 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 a lot of these events that have taken place over time. I, I really don't know, but I do kind of talk about it a little bit in the book.
0: So there's a couple different kinds of hauntings. Well, people you know, believe that there's a couple different kinds of hauntings. One of them, which would make this would make a, a very good piece of evidence for is that hauntings are more or less like a replay of an event. They say that these spirited events are more like a recording of an event, a, a, a very powerful event that has happened in, in history. Yeah. Um, And this would be a really good piece of evidence for that. And I don't necessarily have a stance on spirits and ghosts. I haven't done enough research into it to really uh, have a, have a stance. I'm very interested in it, but this would make a, you know, if if you're seeing John Brown's ghost in multiple different places, maybe, maybe it is more or less just a, an impression on a, on the non-physical world that overlays the physical world.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could be. And I mean, there, there's all the this speculation that, you know, we are, you know, and and what what I guess the, the essence of us, right? I mean, like we're energy essentially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, energy cannot be, you know, destroyed. So it just changes form. And, you know, so when our physical body passes, um, you know maybe maybe we leave little pieces of energy you know behind and and things like that and you know maybe some of these events kind of play over like a you know like a loop on a on a tape recorder but then you've also got these other types of hauntings that uh, seem to be intelligent um, uh hauntings and and things like that where and and what I would be talking about here is more like your uh, say like the movie poltergeist you know like uh-huh. where, where where things are falling off the counter and 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 just just this weird stuff like that's taking place you know you, you've got those and then and then you know like like if you throw some other things in there like like things that i've wondered too you know you um and i get into this a little bit in the book and and actually a couple of my books i, I talk a little bit about this is like um all these various um hauntings and uh and ghosts you you supposedly um encounter cemeteries and things i mean almost any cemetery you go to if if you talk to enough people you know somebody's seen a ghost or, or something weird at a cemetery but i've always i've always been like well like why would you see a ghost at a cemetery why wouldn't this ghost be like at the place it died right you right know i mean why would it be like haunting it it's it, so you know there's just like all these different things that kind of make you wonder about um you know the true nature of all this i mean how much of it is uh is actually a residual haunting or 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 you know in these cases of these intelligent hauntings i mean what is what is truly behind that is it actually a a disembodied spirit and, and like these cemetery hauntings is that are those disembodied spirits is that residual energy is that something that you know that maybe we drum up some way. I mean, I really don't know the answers to all that stuff. I just kind of, you know, throw a lot of that out there in my books. But I'm, I'm long on questions, short on answers <laughs> with a lot of this stuff. We all are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's it's all good stuff though. It really is. You know, the whole uh, cemetery thing. You know, I've heard people say that it's like a tether. You know, the spirit has a tether to the body. Um, but you're right. And one thing that uh, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Jake, he's the, one of the other co-hosts for the show. He uh, one of his arguments for ghosts and spirits are: why are they all from older times? Why don't we see any more current ghosts? And I'm I, I don't know the validity of that because again I, I don't do too much research into into spirits or anything. Um, but from what I know, I, I haven't really heard any accounts of newer spirits or modern spirits have you
1: yeah yeah not not to the um degree of the older ones but um i've heard of one a a couple actually like um one is this guy that like shows up and wearing like like a gray hoodie right Mm -hmm. like in like in an old warehouse and supposedly um you know, there, I don't know if it was like a, like an accident there at some time, but I've, I've uh, heard of that. Um, and I haven't shared this one publicly. Uh, I put it on my blog. Um, and it's in, um, one of my books. I can't, I, I just said, uh, sometimes I just have trouble on the recall, but just, just real quick, I'll tell you about something that I personally witnessed and um, you know, and it's and it's not something I've really really talked about before. This is the first time I've like mentioned it on a podcast. But um, Ooh. this was around two thousand two thousand two, and I was driving. It was about um, I want to say I was around three forty five. So it's between three thirty and and four o'clock in the morning on um on Route twenty nine, and this would have been. I don't know if I was in Culpeper County or quite in Fakir County, but anyway, I'm, you know, heading north on route 29. And just like out of nowhere, this, um, this guy is just like in front of my truck and like, I mean, no kidding. He like materialized. I mean, I, I, I wasn't half asleep. I mean, you know, I was drinking coffee. Jeez. He just like materializes in front of my truck. And he's walking like diagonally across the road, and like I start slamming on my brakes, and I like narrowly missed him. Right, and he's got his head down, um, kind of like looking at the ground, but I can tell that he is a modern spirit, or or what have you, because he um he had like he had a model. Right, yeah. uh, he, he had a mullet, and uh anybody familiar with dress like in the early '90s, wearing like a pocket t-shirt with his sleeves kind of rolled up to his shoulder almost. Looked like he had a pack of cigarettes in his, you know, in his his pocket t-shirt pocket. I mean, he looked like he was straight out of 1991, you know. And um, you know, I mean, like I, I like just narrowly missed him, and slammed on my brakes, and I pulled over, and you know, I'm. I look and, and he's gone and there was like no way that anybody would ever be crossing the road there because there were no broke down vehicles. There's no, there are no houses right there. And you wouldn't cross the road right there anyway, because there's, there's just nothing. And, and I, I just, it's one of those things that I kind of pushed back into my mind, but, um, you know, it's it's like one of those weird things. So, you know, long story short, I mean, yeah, people do see, you know more modern day stuff but i you know i just think it's a lot cooler to see a ghost in victorian clothing than a guy with a sandy colored mullet you know walk around <laughs> Route 29 you know what i'm saying yeah, i do i do Have, did you ever
0: that, that that story is
1: crazy did you ever uh, do
0: some research to see if there was ever like a uh, like a residency there or was there
1: yeah, i you know to be honest with you back then um you know i was i was just kind of like so preoccupied with you know i mean i had like uh uh my kids were what were they they were like 3 and 2 and, and you know i mean i was working god i was probably working 50 60 hours a week commuting a long distance and you know i just um it's not something I, 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 put any, uh, any time or effort into back then. And, uh, and, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that, you know, you, I just kind of really kind of pushed it into the back of my mind till I started uh, writing about ghost stories and these things. And so it, it might be, you yeah, know that's, that's, that would be something that would be good, uh, for me to kind of go back and, and, and kind of look at, I think, you know, but, uh, yeah i I didn't really follow up on it a whole lot it's just for me it was just you know kind of one of those things you know right nothing i nothing i could you know nothing i could prove nothing that um you know like i say it's just one of those things it's just a lot of people just kind of i guess keep their own ex- you know i i, I kind of like to listen to other people's experiences more than than talk about my own you know that right that kinda... well next time you drop a book and you come on <laughs> the show we're gonna have to
0: i'm gonna have to touch base with you and see if you made any research onto that yeah
1: I'm i, I definitely you're right though i definitely should look to see if there were you know like any accidents i mean at first you know when it first happened you know, my initial reaction was, you know, it was like just some dude that was all strung out on like PCP or something <laughs> like that, or, or you know, like maybe he was just trying to kill himself. And I mean, like, like right when it happened, I mean, I was pissed off, you know, to yeah. be honest. But, but then you know, I, I I didn't see him after that, and it's like, what's going on? And then you know, so it just kind of, it's one of those things that like suddenly it's like, dude, you just saw. A freaking ghost you know it's kind of like one of those type things i didn't really um you know it's kind of like a <laughs> like a slow burn to figuring out what what actually happened that is wild
0: that is crazy you know i've, I've never had a um an experience with a ghost or a spirit or anything N- not once i've never seen a shadow person um yeah the only thing that i've had was that one uh Thing you know, where I I swear I was a Bigfoot when I was younger. Um, and then yeah. I've seen some weird things in the skies. You know, everyone's seen a UFO at some point, yeah. Um, and that's it, yeah. that's, that's all I've really had. Um, but man, that I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes, you know. Yeah, Jeez, you said it was like early morning,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just, I would say it's probably I would have been driving through there probably about 345, 350. Jeez. it was before four o'clock, and um yeah that did happen but you know like i said it's kind of like one of those things i I really just kind of pushed it back into my mind i you know um you know I, i i and i hadn't had you know a lot of people that get into the paranormal as far as writing or investigating that kind of thing you know they they talk about having like all these life um like either lifelong experiences or or this or that thing that happened to them that they've you know, kind of like been on this quest for answers to like figure out. and that's certainly not me. I mean, I didn't you know I i've not been on i'd never been on this lifelong quest to really figure anything out it's just i've just always been interested in these things you know and um that certainly it was a weird thing that happened but it certainly wasn't you know like one of those things that oh my god this this just turned my whole world upside down changed my whole world view you know nothing like that you know it's just like one of those it's, it's like a crazy thing but um you know, it's not like, uh, you know, like shaped my future kind of thing. Like, like you know, you hear some people's experiences, you know, especially, yeah. uh, uh, you know, if they lived in a haunted house or, or things like that.
0: Hey, everybody. Bear with us while we take this quick break.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All
0: right, so let's, let's move along here. Let's talk about Dr. Joseph de Jarnett. He was a typical and stereotypical mad doctor of an insane asylum in the southern Shenandoah Valley. He was full of hatred for the different and saw them as less than perfect, less than a perfect breed of human. His poem, which you included in your book, really lets you into the mind of Dr. de Jarnett. And in his poem, he describes how everything in our lives, including the mules we own and the carrots we grow, are purebreds, but the humans we breed are idiots and criminals because we let parents with the same traits breed. I was wondering, is there anything about this man that you did that didn't make it in the book? Because this guy was this guy was off his rocker. And uh, <laughs> I, I've, you know, one thing that that really uh, interests me is psychology. Of these kind of people, so do you have any information yeah. about this? you know, because I don't really want to talk about the stuff that you already include in the book because there's a lot of really cool stuff in this book about this Dr. J dejarnet, and you're going to read that chapter and you're going to be like, "Wow, this dude was a freaking madman, uh, but was there anything that you didn't get to include? Yeah.
1: Well, you know uh most of what I know about him um, i I pretty much put in the book um. Uh, what I will say, um, and, and, and what, a a lot of, uh, fellow Virginians may not know, um, is, is Virginia was like, um, right up there at, in, in the top of, um, states that, um, forced sterilization on on people um the general assembly um apologized uh you know publicly apologized for this recently um you know saying that under a you know like a scientific uh, veneer that a lot of um you know these doctors in virginia um subjected people do uh forced sterilizations and a lot of it was you know racially uh motivated a lot mm-hmm. of it uh, you know took place against uh you know black people but um you know there are uh you know white people too that um you know that they were in these uh facilities and, and and that's that's a something that that people If you really dig into um, why people were in these uh, mental health facilities, you know, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, well, hell, even, even probably like up into the 1950s and 60s. Uh, by today's standards there's like really nothing wrong with them i mean like uh, you know a husband could have a wife committed just, you know just because she was argumentative or something like that you know? right i mean for real right. i mean yeah uh, you you uh, if you look at some of the reasons for for people being committed and so you know a lot of these people that that were in these facilities um you know, we're were subjected to uh, uh forced sterilizations and things like that. And and Virginia was, I mean, like right up there at the top in the nation uh, uh for this. And um this uh Dr. Jarnet or however you say his name, um he was really like a, a pioneer in this. And um, you know, he was actually uh featured in a book called uh men of mark uh in virginia you know um yeah back in the uh early half of the uh, 1900s i don't remember the date but whatever he was actually like a pioneer um he founded or helped found the um i'm trying to think of what it was called but it was in lynchburg i think like around 1910 uh uh time frame the um you know like the uh colony for uh feeble-minded and epileptic or you know just, just it's just like it just makes you cringe even even reading this stuff mm-hmm. and so i mean you you know you read about um uh the, these hauntings and things like that in these uh facilities where he used to preside over and and quite frankly you know i wondered why there weren't like even more <laughs> stories You know? you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm sure there is yeah, I, but I a mean, lot of it's
0: probably all the records and everything probably had burned because of how yeah insane some of these things were.
1: Yeah, and and you know, there's uh, you know supposedly around around these facilities, there's um you know there's a, a lot of um you know like unmarked graves. It's just you know you just think of how people were treated, and uh, not that long ago. I mean, it's really not that long ago, and um, it just. Um, I don't know, man. It's disturbing.
0: It's only a handful of generations back. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not much.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like my uh like say my great grandfather, or or even even in my grandfather, I mean he's dead now, but it would have been, you know, you know, back in his day and, and my great grandfather, especially back in their day. I mean, that's that's not that far, man. No.
0: I, I got a sandwich here. So we talked about Dr. Dejarnette, mm-hmm. who's clearly an asshole, right? And then we're going to talk about something good and then another one that's kind of like whoa (laughs) um but let's talk about the soldier uh you don't often hear of ghosts that have a pleasant demeanor about them uh ones that are pleasant that people find it hard to tell that they're even spirits at all even though his death was brutal and at the hands of a federal soldier that is the story of the confederate soldier in the building known as selma in staunton virginia have you heard of any other stories of pleasant spirits?
1: Well, let's see here. Pleasant spirits. I mean, you do hear uh, of some that are, do I want to say, I maybe I wouldn't use the word pleasant, but I would say like uh, not scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, pleasant would be the right word. But uh, yeah, you hear of, of some that are, you know, where, where they don't really. Uh, I scare people too bad um but sometimes even those though they're they're kind of mixed in in these uh these places that that have scary spirits you know so it's like if you you know like if you encounter this one it's kind of a relief almost you know i've heard of people talking about their uh houses that they've lived in or, or things like that where you know, like, like this one's not that bad, <laughs> but, but yeah, as far as pleasant, uh, you know, there's another one in the book there, um, in Harrisonburg and he was a Confederate soldier and, uh, he was considered to be, I don't know about pleasant, but more like a mild mannered, uh, you know, a young, a young man that, you know, doesn't do any of the, um, you know moving stuff around or or scaring people or anything like that people just kind of see him or 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 see his um silhouette or whatever like on on this staircase and um they just said he appears to be kind of like serious and and mild-mannered kind of you know kind of like you'd expect like a southern officer in the day to be
0: can you tell us a little bit about maria's poltergeist
1: yeah this is a pretty uh this is one of those stories that goes back to uh early eighteen hundreds i think it's around eighteen thirty or eighteen twenty five and this was down in um augusta uh kind of like the augusta rockbridge border but anyway um you know this man uh uh he he had he had you know several slaves and and one of the one of the um the the young slaves uh her name was maria i think she was around eight years old thereabouts but she started just complaining of like like some like a like a woman she said with her head tied up so i don't know if that meant like you know the had something wrapped around her face or, or whatever but you know that uh that she was that this woman with her head tied up was chasing her and like hitting her and stuff and you know like the uh she she would like come running into the kitchen that this woman you know was chasing her hitting her and and uh like like felt like sticking her with pins and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and from from there i mean things kind of escalated to where um like like you had like like the movie poltergeist was was taking place in the house like like things were were moving around outside the house like stones were falling onto the house and and onto the grass and 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 uh uh, this story is um in the um it's recorded in the uh annals of augusta county i mean you can you can find that um a digitized copy of that book online and, and the whole story is or, or at least most of the stories right there but um you know according to uh you know what what's recorded there like when these stones would they, these stones would just fall out of the sky and they would be like hot to the touch and ev- even burn the grass and, and um anyway so uh so he sent uh so he sent maria um i think to his grandmother's and um and there uh or not his grandmother's but his mother, anyway, wherever maria went, you know that uh that ghost or poltergeist you know followed him around and um you know wherever she went there there was just all this all this crazy activity and um you know, he ended up, um, he ended up selling the poor girl and, and sending her south and there's no record of the, uh, poltergeist following her there. So, I mean,
0: yeah, hopefully she finally got, you know, some kind of break from that because they were, uh, you had, you had put in the chapter that, uh, the, somebody was able to hear audible slaps, uh, but couldn't see anything yeah. actually hitting her
1: yeah that was um you know when she was at the uh you know at at the grandmother's house like um you know like like the grandmother could hear yeah could hear audible slaps and i mean it was like hurting her but they you know they they couldn't do anything about it And, and this like went on for weeks and um you know and in the uh you know in the book you know it said that um um maria or you know you know whether this was was the source behind it or not i mean who knows but uh supposedly there was an elderly woman uh and in the book and i'm using you know air quotes says reputed to be a witch um <laughs> yeah uh was was punishing um uh maria because uh so, some way maria like insulted her you know like like a kid would do or whatever and um and you know so who knows, but, uh, it was, it was kind of weird that, uh, that at the end of this story, it said that there had been, uh, uh similar instances in, uh, Culpeper and Albemarle County and, and a couple other places. So I don't know if this was just kind of, uh, something that went on a little more back then. Uh, who knows?
0: <sighs> who knows about a lot of this, man. It's some very, very interesting stuff.
1: It, it's it's kind of cool when you look at some of these old uh you know, old county histories. You you find a lot of stories like that. And um and I put in the book how uh like in eighteen ninety-five up in up in Clark County, there was a similar report, uh, or a series of newspaper reports where these mysterious stones were were falling on this guy, um on this guy's house up in up in Clark County. And it's it you know, this isn't something that we really um you know we really have going on today it doesn't seem like but back then i mean these kind of reports were were far more common than than you could imagine especially when they're leaving like burn marks on the ground and stuff that's
0: i mean there there's cryptometeorology when you have things like the kentucky meat shower or frogs and fish falling from the sky and then you have yeah rocks falling from the sky but not only are they falling from the sky right they're leaving burn marks on the ground and they're doing it around a particular person on a regular basis it's pretty interesting and i mean you can't just blame that on like space debris i mean that's no yeah
1: (laughs) it's it's very strange and I, i don't know what to make of it and i mean if it uh you know i mean it would be easy enough to be like oh well that 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 was just a tall tale or whatever and if it was like an isolated thing here or there but you know to hear about similar things going on in in different places um you know makes me think that maybe there's a little something to it um you know but why we don't have more of that going on today i i don't know
0: so we're at the part where this is where I, well, this is what I really want to talk to you about. I didn't even write any notes down because I was just like okay there's too much to write here. Um but your experience at Braley Pond. I know you talked a little bit about mm-hmm. um you know like a gang member who lost his, his life there um and mm-hmm. and such and and how there are you know there's some spirits around there and everything. But I really want to talk and hopefully are are you okay with this? I, I don't want to give away too much about your book. Uh, oh,
1: no, no, we can we talk about whatever you want, man.
0: Okay. uh, For those that are listening, personally, this is the the highlight of the book. You know, there, there was plenty of stories throughout that were amazing. Almost every one of them were really awesome to read and learn about. But Braley Pond is now, I think you did this to me last time, too. This is now on my bucket list of places I need to go. Did, <laughs> you did it to me in Strange Tales from Virginia's Mountains as well. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly where it was but braley pond because of your experience and then i have a follow-up question to it can you can you kind of walk us through that day a little bit about your experience
1: yeah sure so uh just a real quick background braley pond is um it's in augusta county uh, western augusta it's probably about 20 miles past stanton it's in the uh, george washington national forest and uh and i i'd been there you know plenty of times before like uh, as a young man uh back in the 90s but um i had been reading in recent years uh a lot of um stuff how braley pond is is haunted and i mean i've read stuff like it's one of the most haunted places in virginia one of the most haunted places in the u.s and da 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 and and, you know and i'll just tell you up front i mean a lot of the stuff you read on the internet is it's just unsubstantiated uh garbage a lot of it you know you hear about all these people that went crazy there all these people that went missing there and, and you know i mean pretty much none of that's true but what is true is a um and, and you know, most, most, uh, towns in the Shenandoah Valley have, you know, some level of gang activity going on and, and have for years. But, uh, in, in, um, like you said, a gang member, uh, w- was lured there. And, uh, supposedly he wanted to leave the gang and, uh, he was stabbed to death and, you know, like thrown in the pond and and so, you know, that's, uh, supposedly the impetus behind, uh, most of these hauntings, you know, so, um, you know, long story short, um, you know, a lot of my readers know that, uh, you know, I'm living on the road now in the RV, but I, I went, I went back home, um, uh, for a couple of weeks around Christmas time last year. So, uh, you know, while I was there, I was only, you know, maybe like 45 minutes away. So I'm like, you know, screw it I'm, I'm gonna go to the braley pond and and you know just kind of nose around a little bit you know check the place out and you know like i didn't do any kind of like high-powered paranormal investigation nothing like that i'm i just you know decided to uh you know just kind of go nose around check it out and um so it was uh you know i i was there it was a really cold, uh, day, a lot of snow. And, uh, so I was, I was the only, only person there, you know, I walked around the pond, um, you know, whatever it it was fine. And there's like an old uh, campground kind of walked around that a little bit. And when I was walking around there, you know, it's like one of those places where you just kind of like, Feel like somebody's watching you i don't know if you've ever you know like felt that like somebody's just watching you but uh you know just kind of got a real weird feeling you know and i was like taking pictures and and uh like like recording some videos and and things and uh you know it's like like my my phone just like went dead you know and i'm like just 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 like this weird stuff like that was happening and 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 you know I, I i can't really describe it but i had like these uh these real irrational um i guess like a like an irrational wave of fear come over me you know what i'm i, I don't know if if you if you've ever experienced that but um i it, it was real weird and you know i kind of went back to my car and, regroup um when get back to my car my phone cuts back on you know like oh (laughs) okay and um you know so I, i went i went back and um you know i had a emf meter in the uh you know in in my car so i grabbed that and you know went back to uh like where my phone died and right around the place my phone died you know i got a about chest high uh like off to the right you get like a really big spike on the meter Uh, you know does that mean anything probably not but i don't know it whatever i mean i i I got a big spike there and i didn't get one anywhere else so whatever so you know you kind of walked around the area some more you know, went went on up past that that clearing where uh where my phone had died, and um, you know, I wasn't feeling as uneasy, you know, as I was, but you know, I get back, I, I decided, you know, okay, I've I've walked around up here enough, start coming back, and off in the clearing, you know, I mean something just kept telling me, you know, you know, go over there and and check that out. And so, you know, I walk over there and about Two-thirds of the way through, I saw in the corner of my eye what looked like um it, we were kind of talking about this earlier, those bigfoot stick structure type things. I, I saw something that looked kind of like that. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go check that out. But I get up to it and yeah, I think it's probably I thought it's probably just like a lean to or something. Right. You know, and, and and I I didn't really think it was a stick structure, right? So you know, I just nose around a little bit. You know, head back to the road, and then you know, like I get out on the road, and off to my right, like through the woods, there's just like this horrible crashing, like like something is running right toward me. And I mean it. It sounds as it sounded like like a couple people or like a like a large animal were you know were like running right to me, and, and then just like stop, like you know maybe 10 yards from me but like there was like nothing there you know and then off on the ridge i just heard this all of a sudden just this Whoa. Yeah I mean it, it it sounds stupid but it was almost like those dumb you know Bigfoot yes. call blasts it, <laughs> you you hear on the you know on the on the Bigfoot shows and stuff but I mean dude it was like so freaking loud and I mean it just like put just a I mean like you you know like when I shit my pants it was like <laughs> so loud and deep and scary and then it like you know did it a couple more times and, you know, I'm like, all right, let me, let me get, get my phone out. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I put it on video, you know, I, I couldn't see anything, you know, but at least I could, you know, get the sound on the video. Well, my damn phone goes dead. And, and then like, there's one more like, and I'm like, shit. And and then like, right. as that's happening. As soon as that happens, another like real, Crash and sound, like I mean, I I literally thought like a black bear. You know, you hear about black bears mm-hmm. where they like do those bluff, you know, like bluff charges. Yeah, I, I thought that okay. Well, there must be a bear or something. And I just some way didn't see it, and I, I it just sounded like a bear or something. And it got even closer. Like it sounded like it was like literally like ten feet from me, but there was nothing there, and. I, 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 I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I, just, I just hauled ass, got to my car and you know, there's snow uh, there's, it's like, a, it's like a, kind of like a forest road in there. And, you know, I, I drove out of there as fast as I could. And, you know, just like you would have it, you know, I, I, I get, I get to the outskirts of Stanton I'm at a red light and I pick up my phone and my phone just magically like cuts back on by itself. Uh. You know, it had plenty of battery, of course. I, you know, none of this is evidence for anything, but it was just a, a crazy kind of scary day. I I don't know if it's got anything to do with what's happened there, but I'm I'm just not going back, <laughs> especially by myself like that. I'm, I I don't know what it was. <laughs> That's insane. You know. It,
0: it's It's one of those things where it's just like it's hard to wrap your ra- your mind around, you know, especially myself being a believer in a in a physical bigfoot about how it could have such an an effect on electronics. But this is what you hear. You hear it all the time. I know you said that uh, you're not too big on the the UFO connection, but you can't argue that a lot of the UFO uh, sightings and everything also have the same thing
1: and and you know some ghost sightings and stuff do too you know especially like the 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 you know the the sudden rush of fear and that's what that's the reason i grabbed my uh emf meter and i don't know if this would even pick it up or not but i'm like i something like that had hit me one time before and i'm like you know maybe there was some kind of infrasound and you know so that's something that people have speculated with with ghosts and stuff too and i don't know yeah I, I you know i'm not saying that there was bigfoot it was ghosts. i i don't know what it was i just know that it was like this whole kind of like perfect little shit storm that happened that day and i'm, I'm not going back <laughs> that's well that's all i know i mean i might go back but it's gonna be like with a group of people and, and maybe i'll just go fishing or something i'm not gonna be like nosing around <laughs> i will I, I, I,
0: I need to have those uh the shit your pants experience i i have to it, it,
1: it sounds crazy but i i want that. Um, and- and it was so, like, you know, and I was, you know, kept wondering, you know, am I just in my own head, you know, because I, I really work hard to debunk my own experiences, you know, so I'll, I'll give you that I, I definitely could have been in my own head, you know, but I sit there and 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 swear that uh, that this weird stuff happened. So I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I believe you. I do.
0: <laughs> so. If you remember last time I had a question for you, uh, a bonus question, if you will, a special out of left field question. Yeah. And it was about the um,
1: Wendigo. right? Yeah,
0: the Wendigo. Or how, how do you think the change in the physical features of the Wendigo actually you know happened in lore and everything? So if anybody wants to kind of listen mm-hmm. to Denver's last episode with us, it is titled Denver Michaels author interview bonus episode. And we talked about his book, Strange Tales from Virginia's Mountains. And if you want to hear his reply about the Wendigo and how it's gone through this physical change in lore and mostly Facebook posts, um, check it out. (laughs) But I have another bonus question for him today. You ready?
1: Yep, let's hear it.
0: All right. And it just uh, leads so well from Braley Pond into this question. It's amazing. When I was reading your chapter on the Apollo Theater, I saw that you briefly brought up the subject of shadow people in Hatman. Do you think that these shadow beings can take other forms and potentially be what is causing sightings of well-known cryptids such as the Jersey Devil, Mothman, Black Shuck, or even the experience that you had at Braley Pond?
1: Uh a short answer, yes. Um and, and but but i'm not tied to it okay i'm not yeah. tied to it I, i'm just saying like what if um what if there are disembodied spirits you know um demons or if you will and, and yeah. you know, a lot of people in the paranormal community get mad if you use that word you know i guess because <laughs> it has christian connotations and whatever I, i'm not i'm not into all that all that stuff i mean they but you know, you'd call it what you want but you know like some kind of malevolent disembodied spirits right and, right and um so uh and because the you know the hat man and all all of that stuff uh shadow people i mean that's almost always a like a negative experience now i'm not saying that um uh, you know that a lot of your cryptid encounters are, are necessarily negative but i mean I, I guess these things, I mean, if they, if we are talking that, you know, some of your cryptids are, you know, like the Jersey Devil, for instance. I mean, to me, if, if that exists uh, the way that a lot of the descriptions are, that would certainly fit the bill, maybe for something more metaphysical than, you know, an actual cryptid, uh, unless it's, you know, mistaken Bigfoot or something. So, you know, let's just say, um, i think that some things like that would fit the bill for uh for something metaphysical and yeah i mean why, why couldn't these things and and that could go for um you know a lot of your uh your alien abduction uh type of reports and stuff you know where people are supposedly um uh, you know take or visit sometimes not even like necessarily taken from their bedroom but these beings like appear in their bedroom and and it's it's almost always negative and and very frightening and um you know so i mean i i think that that these could be uh different manifestations of of really the same thing Uh, i mean in a lot of cases and uh you know if you read a lot of your old um you know some of your uh john keel stuff i mean that's that's kind of where he seems to come down on you know a lot of these. uh, different, uh, aspects of the, uh, you know, same uh, phenomenon pretty much. I'm not saying that's what I believe. I, I just, right. I, 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 leave it open. I'm just saying, I, I leave it, you know, kind of leave that open. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's necessarily where I come down, but, uh, I, I don't rule that out.
0: All right. Well, Denver, thank you. Um, for anybody listening to this episode, of the infinite rabbit hole podcast, we talked about a lot of stuff today. Uh, if you want any clarification on some of the, the, the key words or the key subjects that we talked about, uh, there are a lot of episodes of the infinite rabbit hole that you can refer to. Uh, we did a show back on April 30th where we talked about shadow people with the one candle society. Uh, of course listening to the prior episode with Denver Michaels himself from May 10th. Um, We also have done a metric shit ton of Bigfoot stuff. We just released on August 27th, our season three season finale on the Jersey devil, which was a two-parter I I dug really deep into that. And if you are uh, curious because Mr. Michaels here struck a nerve with you about the Jersey devil, then by all means, go ahead and check out those two episodes. Uh, The the subject was, uh, we went so deep that we had to break it up into two separate episodes with about two and a half, almost three hours worth of content. But that's it for the infinite rabbit hole sides of things. Denver Michaels, thank you once again. Your books are amazing. You're a very smart dude. I love reading your material. And I've probably spread the word about Denver Michaels, more than I have about anything since his podcast has started. I really do appreciate your stuff.
1: Well, I, I appreciate you reading it, man. It's, uh, it's, it's nice, uh, nice, nice, the support that, uh, that you've given me and that, uh, you know, your listeners with, with my last book that, uh, that, that they've um, given me and buying the books, And uh, I really appreciate it, man. Again, on August
0: 23rd, you can get a hold of Denver Michaels' new book, onto Shenandoah Valley. It's a great, wonderful book. Uh, My review is up right now on Goodreads. It for some reason didn't let me post on Amazon. I think it's because Denver was nice enough to send me a review copy. Thank you, Denver, by the way, for that. That was really, really cool. Uh, Yeah, no problem. That was my first, uh, my first free book. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Appreciate that. And it's well worth the read. It definitely highlights a lot of different areas around the Shenandoah Valley, both in Virginia and West Virginia, uh, that you should really put on your list of, of places to go check out. Uh, a lot of it is, is very, very harmless. Um, but if you want to learn about some really, really deep history of the United States and the the, the general or area of the Shenandoah Valley, especially for all those listeners I know that I have here in Virginia, Uh, all my Navy friends and all the neighbors and, and my wife's work uh, coworkers and everybody. I know you guys are listening to it. Go check out this book. It's awesome. Mom, check out this book. It's awesome. You can't read this one. You have to go buy this one yourself. Okay. I let her read the other one. (laughs) Denver. What else do you got? You got anything coming up?
1: Um, actually, uh, October october 6th so i've got kind of like a little side deal of you know self-published books i do kind of about my travels the uh detours into the paranormal series um you were talking about the uh, smoky mountains book that's book three in the series um october 6th i've got another one coming out called um canyon country and that kind of talks about some of the travels through um, arizona and Utah. you know just gets into you know ancient ruins uh, the muggy on monster dinosaurs and aliens you know just my basic kind of kooky stuff um since those are like self-published and kind of like a little side thing i do i don't i really don't promote them like i do uh, my books for my publishers because you know you just get tired of asking people to check out your books all the time you know what i mean I don't want to be annoying with that but uh but they're out there they're self-published and um you know so they're they're going to be a little bit cheaper than uh you know the than the ones from the the publisher so if anybody wants to kind of kind of get a little handle or uh learn a little bit about uh you know some of the things i'm doing on my travels uh those are those are fun little easy to, easy reading books
0: oh yeah i'm seeing so wild and wonderful west virginia that was part of your detours into the paranormal right
1: uh yeah it's it's relate i, I consider it related content um okay. but yeah you,
0: you have el paso to less cruise crusades via roswell i'm sorry yeah, I...
1: Cruces, yeah, yeah so those are just um Those are kind of books that I that I do like uh, in between, uh, you know, these bigger, you know, these bigger projects and uh, they're kind of like my fun little books.
0: (laughs) Very cool. Definitely looking into that. I I have a good idea of what's going to be in it. I do follow your posts on Facebook and, and Twitter. And uh every once in a while I'll check up in into your blog and see uh, I, I kind of let, let like a month go by and I'll go just read a couple of them all together. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited about that one too. That's gonna be cool. Um when that comes out, feel free to come on over and uh we'll talk yeah, about okay. that too. I mean even oh, if cool. it's self-published, it don't matter, I don't care. Let's talk about it. You got anything else? Denver what uh, else you got for no, me
1: man yeah I guess I guess that's about it um yeah like like you said uh I usually got a a, a new blog uh, either once or twice a week so I encourage people to you know check that out because uh I do put some of the stuff from my travels there and um you know, you can always follow me on uh, Twitter, more active on Twitter than anything. But uh also, oh uh, yeah, author, author, Denver Michaels on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I post pictures of, uh, you know, places I've been, things like that. So uh follow this uh, man. That's the best way to keep up. <laughs> follow him. If you like the infinite rabbit hole, there's
0: no reason why you should not be following Denver Michaels on Twitter and Facebook. Let me just put it that way. If you like the stuff that we go over, you're going to love the stuff that he puts out because he is much more professional than we are. <laughs> we're, we're still growing. Denver Michaels is is, is a is a uh, force to be reckoned with in, in the community. And I really appreciate all of this stuff. And I know you will, too. I've used a lot of his stuff uh, for re- as research for the podcast already. So you guys will definitely enjoy his stuff. Denver, one more time. Thank you for coming back to Infinite Rabbit Hole. You're always welcome. And I really just want to say, I, I hope that you and your wife, right? You're out there with your wife on, the, yep. on this trip. I hope that yep. you guys have a, a safe trip to wherever you're going. Uh, I know as of right now, you know, we're, we're recording this a few weeks before the episode actually drops. You're in Minnesota. Who knows where you'll be after that? <laughs> but I'm sure Facebook and Twitter will let you know. So if you guys want to follow him <laughs> on Facebook and Twitter, I can't plug it enough. I can't plug it enough. Um, So that's it, Denver. Once again, thank you very much for stopping by Infinite Rabbit Hole, man. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it, man. And keep coming out with these books. You do a great job. (laughs) That has been another episode of Infinite Rabbit Hole. If you like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you can do at InfiniteRHPod, Facebook.com forward slash Infinite Rabbit Hole. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at hole at gmail.com you can listen to the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast on all platforms that podcasts are played on. We have also started uploading onto YouTube. We're a little bit behind, but we'll we'll get there. And again, if you ever want to just kind of see all of our stuff in one place, go to Linktree forward slash Infinite Rabbit Hole. And one more thing that we always like is ratings and reviews. If you have an iPhone or listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a, a written review. Um, one of the things that really helps out podcasters and authors alike is when you go on to a review site and leave a review about the experience that you had listening to or reading to their books. That goes for Denver Michaels as well. I make sure that whenever I read something, I, I at least leave a rating and uh, at least a small review uh, to let others know that this is something that they that they should read or that they should stay away from. Be honest. If you don't like the infinite rabbit hole, let everybody know. If you do let them know, because we want them to know this is how people find us and this is how we become bigger and this is how we become able to provide better content for you that's it infinite rabbit hole i'm jeremy i'm your host and i'll see you next time hey everyone thank you for joining us on this episode of infinite rabbit hole if you would like to reach out to us you can do so at infinite rabbit hole at gmail.com follow us at facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole follow us on twitter at twitter.com forward slash infinite rh Follow us on Instagram at infinite underscore rabbit underscore hole. We're always looking for someone that has a story to share. So if you feel like you've experienced a strange encounter with something that you can't explain, reach out to us. Let us know. Come on, have a good time. Tell your story. And if for some reason you don't want to show up on a podcast, send us a letter in our email in a format that we can read to the fans. And we'll be more than happy to read it to everybody. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time down the infinite rabbit hole.